Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Out of the Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, and today you're in for a treat because you have a rarity. This is the equivalent of an eclipse. It happens every so often. You have two dudes that are born on the same day in different years that are both in the same profession, and one of them is easily kicking the other one's ass. Of course, I'm referring to my friend, my partner, my very amazing person I look up to, the one and only Roy Fat. Roy, welcome back to the show, my friend. How's it been? Uh, it's it's been great. Uh, it's an honor to be a repeat guest, and I will I will chalk that up to the shared birthday. You know, uh, <laughs> that and also because you're just a pure badass. I was like, I want to get him back on the show, but when is he actually free? <laughs> well, uh, I I'm looking forward to this because uh, we can we can kind of uh, we can freestyle. We can uh, come at this from whatever angles we want. We can have fun here. I I've been doing a lot of thinking since the last time I was on the show. I don't even remember. It was, it was a while ago. Yeah. And I know that you have too. And so we can go back and forth and hopefully share a ton of value. Oh, I listeners. think we will. I think we will. But real quick before we get started today, please guys, uh, please rate, review, subscribe and share the show so we can get more people like Roy back on. So we have incentives, not that he needs them, but still have them back on. And also please go check out BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com, which is uh, our sponsor for the show today. BTMS is, of course, Roy's uh, Roy's website. And you guys can pick up a crap ton of great advice from his emails, which he sends out daily. I'm on that mailing list. I read it every single day. So I know what goes on. Um, and ultimately he's just a good dude. So follow him on literally everything you can find on social media with his name. You will not be disappointed. Now, with that being said, right off the bat, dude, I got to ask, you've kind of transitioned in so many different ways in the last three years of just us since you were on the show last, I think it's been four years since you were on the show, actually. My biggest question is what's up with the hypnotic copywriting stuff? I know I'm coming with a completely <laughs> different angle, but I'm very curious about this because I, I love the idea. Okay, so you know, I was I I I should I should actually pull up this document document on my own screen uh, because it was it was something I was just looking at today. Uh, so I my degree is in psychology, and like any person with who stopped their academic studies in psychology after getting an undergraduate degree, I quickly realized that I had almost no career prospects, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I was working in a customer service call center and having people yell at me because we shut off their, their uh, natural gas service on the first warm day of spring. But uh, at the same time, like I was discovering copywriting and, and reading books about copywriting and discovering this and going in, I, I went, I fell down that rabbit hole. And one of the earliest books that everybody recommended on copywriting that I read was Ogilvy on advertising. Now, I don't think you are a professional. Well, uh, David Ogilvy says you should have nothing to do with advertising until you've read Claude Hopkins scientific advertising seven times. Uh, but it, you know, today equally, I don't think that any professional copywriter can really call themselves that if they haven't read Ogilvy on advertising, even though a lot of what he did was brand work, he still had like, he has such a foundation on both sides. Right. Yeah. So like way deep at the end of Ogilvy on advertising, David Ogilvy, uh, he wrote, I myself once came near to doing something so diabolical that I hesitate to confess it even now, 30 years later. Suspecting that hypnotism might be an element in successful advertising, I engaged a professional hypnotist to make a commercial. When I saw it in the projection room, it was so powerful that I had visions of millions of suggestible consumers getting up from their armchairs and rushing like zombies through the traffic on their way to buy the product at the nearest store. 
Had I invented the ultimate advertisement, I burned it and never told my client how close I had come to landing him in a national scandal. <laughs> and uh, I quickly discovered that it wasn't just David Ogilvy, that nearly every great copywriter where I have like gone down the rabbit hole and studied their work and like looked at their work and looked at what they've done, they have at least this passing interest in hypnosis, hypnotism, um, hypnotic writing. You know, you, you, you have people like Joe Vitale who actually, he wrote a book, hypnotic writing. Yeah. Uh, and, and he actually, he actually ended up as uh, one of the, one of the folks on the secret, uh, in part because no. of his bestselling books and, yeah, and not for copywriting. He was there for the secret. Yes. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I, I look and, nearly every copywriter has at least some level of dabbling with it who who every copywriter who went on to become a truly great copywriter and so back to my psychology degree like it should come as no surprise then that i was interested in that if i had already been interested in psychology and like further reaches of human nature and all that interesting stuff that comes from studying like positive or gross psychology and uh so i i fell down the rabbit hole and it's been kind of a, a secret study of mine for, for years. Like it's, it's one of those things where you kind of don't, you're like David Ogilvy there. I mean, honestly, I think, I think Ogilvy was maybe a little more hypnotized himself being in that projection room. Like it's a dark room and he's watching this on yep. full screen and, he's, and he has all this expectation and uh, maybe his vision of what would have happened to those consumers um, is, is perhaps a little exaggerated there. Um, but but no doubt, I, I do know that uh, this is some pretty powerful stuff that we can get into. Yeah. And and even as 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 we're writing like everyday copy, even as we're writing stuff that's not like we don't we don't as copywriters, we're not actually hypnotizing someone. It's it's not like a stage hypnosis show where yeah. we're getting them to like fall out of their chairs onto the stage and then they get up and they cluck like a chicken. Wait, you're not doing that in your copy? Like Roy? <laughs> Clearly this well, is <laughs> kidding. Uh, uh, only on only clickbank copy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> or JVZ, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so we're not doing that, but th there's, there's all these elements of, of hypnosis, like Milton Erickson, uh, widely considered like, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest hypnotist ever to live. And he was a medical doctor or a psychiatrist, and he, he used hypnosis as part of his treatment of patients. And he was well known for using specific language that invoked the subject's imagination and got them to pay attention in different ways and played with their expectation and often created these unexpected experiences. And just his choice of language and how he would use it to guide the experience and guide the focus and guide the attention and guide the interest and guide the, uh, the desire of the prospect towards the action that he wants them to take. Like that, those skills that he used and other people have modeled since then, like the entire field of NLP, Milton Erickson. Yeah. I, like he was one of three, um, three people that the entire field was like uh, 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 sprouted from. He was one of the founders of, he laid the groundwork basically. 
Yeah, yeah. He was he wasn't the founder, but he was one of three uh, people who who the founders of NLP said, "Let's figure out how we can model that's, these people and how they do change work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so things like um, using hypnotic language, and and how can we use specific language that may be um, that may come out of the field of hypnosis as far as, as far as uh, it being turned into uh, yeah, like an art slash science, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a little bit of both. Um, how, how can we use these principles just to, to write more vividly, to write in a way that, that connects with our prospects on the different levels, like um, in, in hypnosis, one of the big things that they focus on is there's the conscious mind and the conscious mind is like that seven plus or two minus plus or minus two pieces of information that we're holding on to at any given time. And it's, it's the conscious thoughts that are going through our head. But underneath that, like our brain is actually processing. Like it, it, one estimate is 11 million bits of information per second. Like our brain, it's, it's beating our heart. All of our cells are working. Our lungs are breathing, like all of this. And then like emotional sensations come up and, and inspirations and, um, and, and insights come and we don't have a conscious source for it. And like you smell something and that brings back a whole rush of memories out of like this, this grand file cabinet of our mind. Right. And, and um, hypnosis is, is very specific about how to like tap into all of that other stuff going on, on the un unconscious levels. Uh, and, and how to use that to create positive change in people's lives. And so, you know, I've, I've studied that and I've used it for a long time in my copywriting, but then, um, in, in the last few years, I've actually been building out this training library for copywriters and marketers. And so for the last few months, I've, I've, I've taken everything that's gone on inside my mind and I've taken all the resources that I've gathered from all over the place. And I've said, okay, how does all of this apply to copywriters? And I'm using very little resources that were actually created for copywriters. It's like, these people teach hypnosis and here's what I've learned from them. And how can that be used for copywriters? That's and so- So oh, I was just gonna say, that's always fascinating to me because um, there's, a, there's something I do wanna revisit in the moment, but please keep going. Oh, well, um, it's okay. So, so for example, like I, I came up and, and I think that I'm the first person who has, who has uh, categorized these things in, in this specific way, but like right here um, is it's the Mike Mandel hypnosis Academy hypnotic language cards. And it's a regular deck of cards with like 52 cards plus two jokers. And on each card is a, is a language pattern. So like the tennis fades here, I just, I just cut to a card in the deck says you might have noticed and it says this causes an immediate shift of attention and redirects the mind by changing the subject's focus you can redirect them to something more resourceful or at least different and and so i'm going to actually play with this language here um, because there's a, a place where it suggests that you play with it and as you sit there listening to this podcast as adele and i talk about copywriting and hypnosis no hypnosis you might have noticed that some of this stuff sounds familiar and perhaps you already have some of these language patterns inside of you and as you hear something like you might have noticed or the uh four of hearts let go you can just let go and realize that 
this language is very familiar to you and you're probably already using it in your marketing and your copywriting. And all that you have to do is make it conscious and intentional to make it even more powerful. So maybe that wouldn't make it through to the final draft of the copy, but that's just, you know, riffing off the top of my head using these language patterns. And what I identified and taught here that I don't think anybody has before is I identified actually 13 different like categories of this hypnotic language. So for example, certain language can be used to provoke curiosity and imagination. Certain language can create anticipation. Certain language can introduce possibility and capability. Certain language can like permit agency. Like that's a really powerful one. Let's talk about that for a second. Can we? Yeah, of course we can. Go for it. Okay. Okay. That can so, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is that I did that unconsciously. Um, there's a book, there's a book called Instant Influence. And, and it actually, this, this one ties in there. There's a book called Instant Influence. And it actually goes through this process that doctors used in emergency room situations to do a very quick intervention on people who came in um, because of their alcoholism. So they had bad enough alcoholism that they, um, that they actually arrived in the emergency room because of their alcoholism. Right. So these people, it's, it's basically a life-threatening addiction. Right. And, and this, this book is all about this intervention for that. And one of the foundational principles of this is you cannot tell an alcoholic that they need to change. Like that is not an effective intervention. You have to get them to decide that they want to change. And that's this principle of permitting agency. Permitting agency is you know, as, as, as copywriters and marketers, we want to like force the decision on somebody, right? We want to like, you need to buy this product. But the reality is that people usually aren't very happy if they feel forced into a decision. And so the question is like, how can we give them, essentially give them the decision-making power? And so you can use language like you may decide for yourself. You, uh, or, or a, a favorite that I learned from Gary Bensavenga is, um, you know, I'm not asking you to believe me. I just want you to read the information and decide for yourself how this adds up, you know, or. No, I was going to say, I've got one more example from that. Like I picked it from, um, Kendrick Cleveland, which is one of my favorites. Yes. It's a brilliant closing question, which is, uh, before we get started, do you have any final questions? No. Okay. Let's begin. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't uh, do it for sales on the phone. He was like, wait for them to say no and then close. But I was like, they're not going to say no in a sales letter. So I'm just going to write the word no, question mark, dot, dot, dot. Great. Let's begin. Yes. Let's yes. That's really powerful. That's actually, um, that's a different category, which is the power of presupposition. You're, you're like presupposing that the answer is no as it comes out. Um, I, I love using that in copy. One of the other ones that I was thinking of is, is I'm not asking you to believe me. Uh, I'm just encouraging you to take this trial of the product and prove it for yourself that everything that I've been presenting to you here is true. And it's not necessarily, it's not, it's always, it's always not about the specific language. So like swiping and all of that, it's always not the specific language. It's, it's the psychology that. and principles behind it, right? Yeah. And so there's all these different ways, like prove to your prove prove to yourself, decide for yourself. There's no need to, or even just even just the word just, 
trust, just try it yourself. Like that, that it like permits them to, to do it themselves. Right. Massive. Um, and kind of jumping down oh. that same rabbit hole of like just presuppositions and words that we can just use. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think you might remember this, but if you guys haven't listened to this, this is one of my infamous closes that I tend to use, which is the full, full word close, which is enter your regular details. The psychology behind that is just like, go do something that is very normal. So it's every day. Psychology behind that could be used in different words. You can put different words in front of that and the psychology still stays the same. Because what you're really trying to evoke right now is it's normal, it's safe, there's nothing wrong here and you can go forward at your own pace if you want to. There's a very similar bit of language that I've seen works well for opt-in forms because oftentimes we have these sec secondary or tertiary email addresses that we use to sign up for all the spam, right? Yep. And, um, and a little bit of language that can change that is enter your best email address. I and have you're been not using that for years. Like literally, yeah, yeah. I think you and I discussed this absolutely ages and our thing <laughs> was, because uh, I started using it in headlines because I remember you and I were discussing land, that was it. You told me this. This is on you. you. You're the guy that got me to do to put your best email address in there, or primary. Oh. That was the other one I used. It was best or primary because yes. on the same landing page, uh, I think we discussed how I put um, testimonials at the bottom of my landing pages and how I saw a conversion rate bump when I did that. Crazy how those things work, by the way. Just yeah, like, it combined the two together. You're like unstoppable because I always put my call to action in my subheadlines. So enter your name and best email address below to receive this five page PDF that will show you X, Y, and Z. Yes. Works a fucking Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, uh, you know, I, I obviously like, we're not going to sit here and go through all 13 types of, of, um, different hypnotic language yeah. patterns or like that, but, um, I ordered the fucking cards because of you, you asshole. Like right now when we were talking, I was like, order these cards. My <laughs> I don't know what the international shipping is on it, but, but I will. It's free. Oh, like when I was all free right now. It's like nine bucks that you get the entire thing for. Yeah. Well, uh, they're pretty good internet marketers. I've talked to them. So you may end up on their, uh, monthly hypnosis training library. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that I, I bought that bump. I just bought that bump for like 17 bucks, like in, <laughs> Instant inductions. Pretty much. I mean, this is the thing with yeah. internet marketers and business owners is we are like copywriters are the easiest people to sell on anything. Like sales yes. is so easy to buy because we're like, yes, why? Because I'm <laughs> curious to how you're going to do this. So I know. <laughs> like the one dude that does that to me is Frank Kahn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he, he knows his stuff. He knows Surfer his stuff. Frank in particular. Let's be honest. Surfer Frank is everyone's favorite Frank Kahn. <laughs> So um, there's there's another interesting thing that I've that I've uh, that I've talked about that I think that you'll really appreciate, uh, and and it's I think especially important in 2020 when there's so much talk of like Facebook compliance and like the more the stronger of a story the stronger an, of an offer you want to make, the harder it is, and it's not necessarily like. I, you know, I've, I've gotten dinged for Facebook compliance just because I talk about the fact that I work from home and they don't, they like, don't want, yeah they won't approve ads that talk about work from home because they, you know, group it with money-making opportunities and, and all of that. So compliance, compliance can be difficult, but there's a principle from hypnosis uh, that is about 
the associated perspective versus the dissociated perspective. And it's really powerful when you think about it from a compliance perspective. And, and actually, I was just talking to somebody that, that um, at one point had helped get one of the number one offers on ClickBank. And, uh, and he'd reached out to me just for whatever reason in the last few days. Oh, he liked one of my videos and wanted to say hi. And so I was telling him about this and he says this, this exactly like their experience too, uh, that so the associated perspective is if I'm talking to you and I'm talking about your experience, that's, that's associated because it's like in your head, it's the perspective that you are associated with. Right. But if I'm talking about, if I'm talking about me, it is dissociated from your experience. If I'm talking about someone else, if I'm talking about my friend, John, it, it's dissociated from your internal experience. Like the perspective is outside of your. So here's where this gets really powerful. In, in copywriting, we know that most great offers are a solution to a problem, right? And the more vividly we can have somebody like feeling the agitation of that problem in their head, the, the, um, the, the more likely they are going to want to take action on solving that problem, right? Right. So our job as copywriters is to try and get people to take action to solve a problem in their life through our offer. And Facebook doesn't like, and other platforms don't necessarily like us to say, uh, you are miserable and you're weak and you need to gain some muscle or you're miserable and you need to uh, lose some weight or you're miserable and you need to make some money or you're miserable. Like they don't want that because they don't want, they don't want the prospect to have that experience of I'm on Facebook and someone is making me feel bad. Right. And yet there are ads that speak to these exact same narratives that work on Facebook that sail through compliance. And the reason, the big difference is this associated versus dissociated perspective. So what the, the ads that succeed do is they create a dissociated experience of pain. Any negative experience is dissociated. So tells the story about John and his struggle with relationships or John and his struggle with weight, or it tells my own story about my struggle with, you know, learning to make money or, um, you know, my struggle with controlling my, my healthy weight or whatever. Right. So it's, it's this, this, um, the pain is something that I feel not you, not you as the prospect, but me as the person talking to you or some third party feels. And that is like, it's palatable. It's, it's, it, it's something that is not something that we immediately reject. In fact, if we are experiencing the same problems, the same challenges, we feel ourselves drawn to it out of empathy. And then we feel all those same emotions out of empathy. But then here's, the, here's where you pivot. As soon as you start talking about the outcome, the positive, the, the pleasure that somebody is going towards the solution, that's when you pivot towards you. You are, you know, I want to show you how you can achieve this outcome, this yep. desired result. Yep. 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 And, and, and so you, you dissociate and this it's, it's total hip, like hypnotic principle, like dissociated versus associated 
perspective, but you dissociate for, from the experience of, of pain. Um, and you associate with the experience of pleasure. You mm-hmm. dissociate from the problem. You associate with the experience. And just that one thing, like if you're able to, especially like storytelling is another aspect yeah, of hypnosis. You and, I, you and I both bombed over that quite heavily. We still haven't had our show down, by the way. We still need to do yeah. that at some point. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. If Roy and I ever go down, throw down, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> well, we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to. Uh, Old school WF promotion, man. We've got to do this right. Like, schedule we a weeks. special session. I was going to say, we got to do a couple of weeks of promo where we just build up and talk, quote unquote, trash about each other. We don't <laughs> trash about each other, but it's still like one of those things. It's, it's yeah, it's it's like the, the, the planned beef of, you know. <laughs> 2021, damn it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so the story selling, like if you can tell a story about somebody else who has dealt with the problem, uh, who has gone through the emotional agitation of not having the problem solved, who has looked for a good solution and found that, you know, everything was coming up short and then uh, identified like what a, a good solution would actually need to contain. And then identified a solution, which happens to be your solution, whether that, that experience is you as the marketer or, you know, my friend, John, who went through this and found me. And then you ask for action at the end. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's when you really learn how to do this stuff and how to play with perspectives and how to play with, um, imagination, the, the, um, the, the, that experience of hypnosis or trance kind of comes automatically. Like we're always slipping into and out of trance. Trance. Trance is just where our inner critic gets quiet and our imagination goes wild. And so you can, you can almost think of a lot of this as, as, you know, the better you are at guided imagination, uh, at like Mm. guided, guided, I'd say uh, relaxed, relaxed imagination. That's kind of what I really find is, um, so this is kind of just, I hope you don't mind me jumping in on this part because like it really. Perfect. Go for it. So like one of the advantages that I've noticed with clients that I've worked with it's, it's this idea, and I want to touch upon storytelling specifically, but going way back to one of the first points, I know someone's going to message me like, hey, what was the original point that you like said you'd put a pin in? <laughs> Copywriters are interested in hypnosis to the point that I actually have an advanced degree in timeline therapy and hypnotherapy that I never use. Like, I just did it. Yeah. Because like, yeah, fun. Why not? It's like, I'm never going to use this in copywriting. And apparently, I, the way you're breaking it down, my brain's like, fuck, do I not do, do, I do this like, accidentally? <laughs> Because one of the aspects that uh, both you and I share is we both came to the idea of story selling very similarly around the same time. But more importantly, it was this idea, it's the ideal of walking between the logic and the emotion. And that's how you get them. Because I'm, you and I both, and this is one of the things I've always respected the hell out of you with, is you were one of the first people I came across that understood the whole difference between pain and pleasure about how to cause it and how not to cause it. And what I mean by that is, I think you remember this stab a knife in them and twist it until they beg you to get it out was kind of <laughs> the way that I remember coming up in the industry. Um, yeah. Didn't agree with it at all from the very beginning. Cause my whole thing is like people move towards pleasure and run away from pain. I want to highlight your pain through my own story and suffering, but then I want to put all the pleasure on you. So you feel like you're going to get all this good shit by doing it. So that's how my brain breaks that down. Would you say that's like a fair assessment of the dissociative and the associative areas of how we work? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's completely what we're, you know, what we're talking about. 
Yeah, which is yes. excellent. Again, more reason why September 30th bonds are awesome. We agree on shit like this. It's awesome. <laughs> Libras forever. But kind of going to it, uh, one of the one of the areas I really wanted to add on to this, as far as it goes with how you can do it at home, um, is the matrix framework that I came up with for figuring out your story, which if it's cool with you, I'll share with everyone as well. And hopefully it might be beneficial. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll steal it next week. Exactly. So <laughs> you Okay, so I say this to someone. Roy actually gives me credit every single time he does something like this. When we did the consultation thing with uh, how to get 15 minutes of my time and then jump onto a thing on the back end. I still remember that email you gave me credit for, and I appreciate you very much for that. Uh, I, 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 I always give credit. I joke when I say that I'll I steal know. it. <laughs> I, I know. It's one of the things that you and I do. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. And it's one of the reasons why you get on so well. It's, one of the re- it's why I wanted you back so much because like, there's so much I want to pick up from him. And you've already melted my brain for the last 30 minutes to the point that I had to literally on the call go and order something because I was like, I'll forget <laughs> the shit. Direct response right here, bitches. <laughs> anyway, uh, my point that I was getting at here was, what was my fucking point? God damn it. Where are we going with this? My train of thought completely disappeared when I actually sort of talked. The matrix framework and telling oh, stories. That's the one. Cool. Thank you. Um, so the matrix framework is just get a piece of paper on one side, vertical line, horizontal line, vertical line on the other side. On the left-hand side, I just want you to write the quote or the question, what was my greatest defeat slash what made me do this? On the right-hand side, I want you to write what's my greatest victory slash what is the point of no return? And in that framework, you'll find that your greatest defeat in the way that I'm planning it out is essentially what was the thing that kicked you in the nuts so hard that you had to like find another way of doing it? Like, did you have a nine to five that you didn't get along with your, with your boss so you had to look for a career outside? Was it a thing where you went through a traumatic experience and you were healed back by a really good therapist and now you want to be a therapist? What was the thing that did it? Now, on the other side of the spectrum, everyone has a point where they go through the point of no return. It's, it's the crossing of the bridge where you're like, I can't go back that way. And there's a bit of advice to new copywriters, and I'd love your take on this as well, Roy. Don't focus on making the fast money. Focus on mastering the skill. Because once you master the skill, the money's kind of in perpetuity and forever. You can make it whenever you want. But if you rush and just go for the money, you kind of like leave the skill behind. And then you yeah. kind of like burn yourself out because you're like, I'm not learning anything. This is boring, blah. I'm going to move on to something new. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, man, it's it's like every, every time we talk, we have eight responses that we want to talk just to go through this is why you got to get you on more often you got on the, the on, book in <laughs> you got a free pass on the on the matrix framework one of the things um that that i'll say there is just like almost the exact same thing and i i love coming at, at the same ideas with like different questions because it right. always it always stimulates something a little bit different but it, it really is like that that hell to heaven arc yeah. like any great story arc is going to have it's going to involve like in ending or 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 finding yourself in a hell like something that has to change something that you got to get out of and ending in heaven now of course there's tragedies in in actual like drama that are counterpoints to that but in general and especially when we talk about stories that sell there's 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 hell and there's heaven and there's just the the arc that you have to show, that you have to demonstrate, and that you have to get the prospect believing that they're going to follow is moving from hell to moving to heaven. So it's like, yeah. And yeah. and um and that's that's 
like that it's it's so powerful so yeah i will i will completely concur oh no it gets even better because i'm actually giving you a full thing so you get this outline and now what you gotta look at is there are milestones that you went through to hit yes one of these points so write those down and now here's where it gets really interesting go down to each milestone from the very beginning to the end and underneath that write another little timeline matrix that you just created above but the starting point is where you were last and the end point is the milestone that you overcame. And now you look at all the little journeys that you went through there. When you're doing this with each and every one of your milestones, you start to discover little story elements that most people relate to, but never talk about. And it gives you a whole new unique perspective and angle of creating a crap load of content, but it gives you a lot of stuff to work with when you come to the narrative of how to keep getting people to come back and buy from you like over and over again, because you know, everyone has their own story arc for what they did in every single yes. part of their life. You just got to find that out. And uh, as you said, the heaven to hell thing is only one story of a multitude of like seven or eight stories that you can really like run with that work all the time. The other yeah, and, and, is a classic one though. And, and, and the more, um, the more of this that you reveal, the more real you feel to yeah. your prospects. More and uh, yes, yes. Uh, so you asked about you asked about this whole like going for the money versus going for the mastery, and you know just just yesterday I created a video that was about like it, like I'm I'm always questioning myself right <laughs> I'm always I'm always uh, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm on purpose I'm always trying to make sure that I'm doing what I really want to be doing and I understand my direction and how I'm being of service and a value to the world. And uh, the words that came to me that really have been consistent with the feedback that I've gotten from people throughout the years is like writing your own ticket. And so if you pick up things that are like tactical, if you pick up headline swipes or copy swiping, or, you know, do this upsell to increase your conversion rate or to increase your cart value or whatever, right? Um, if you if you pick up all these little tactical things and just go for the money by implementing these tactical things, you are going to burn out. But the other thing that's going to happen is you're going to like, you're going to learn this tactic that worked in this person's business in this funnel. But then suddenly you're selling something completely different and like you, you're out of your depth immediately, right? And um, what I do is I always, I go way deeper and I actually have this, I have this uh, model that I use that to me is like one of the foundational models of how I think about skill development and thus copywriting. I originally wrote an article called the architecture of A-list copywriting skills. And so all these Thank tactics you. that- Send that link to me okay. afterwards so we can put that into the show notes because that'd be awesome. Sounds good. Um, so, so- the these tactics that we learn um, are very superficial details, like writing a "Who else wants?" blah 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 headline. That's a very superficial tactical detail, and that might work in multiple markets or it might not. But underneath the tactics are techniques. So writing a headline that achieves certain goals is a technique, and a "Who else?" headline or a "How-to" headline or a thirty-eight ways to whatever or headline. If then or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, like all of those tactics fall under this technique of, of, um, of writing a headline that gets attention and directs it into the copy, right? 
underneath the techniques are strategies. So like, why does that, why does the ad need a headline in the first place? Right. Um, well, it's the, the strategy of putting a ad with a headline wherever is that the headline is big text that grabs the attention of your target market. So there's, there's strategy underneath the techniques. And then underlying all of that is principles. And the principle is that advertisements should grab attention and direct it towards an action, right? And so, so when you change tactics, your difference in response rate is going to tend to be fairly small. So like, Without changing anything else, if you change from a who else headline to a if then headline, you might you might see a 15% or 50% boost, right? If you change the technique, it's going to tend to have a it's going to make a bigger difference. And when you change the technique, your tactics are going to change because yeah. it's it's like it's like a it's like a, a, a pyramid where if you change everything below, everything above it has to change. But if you change things at the top, the things below don't necessarily change. And so the deeper you go, if you go all the way down to principles, like your, you could have a business where their principle for what makes effective advertising is that the owner of the company likes it. And, and that's their principle for effective advertising. Well, if suddenly the owner says, well, I have to be able to spend a dollar on this ad and get at least a dollar and one cent back in return, suddenly that changes the entire approach to advertising, right? because the principle has changed. And so you're going to use different strategy. You're going to use different techniques and you're going to use different tactics because suddenly your principle has changed. And so, um, so when I, when I th think about that question of like going for the money versus going for mastery, people who go for mastery focus on those deep principles and the strategies that work. And once you do that, and this goes back to my video from yesterday, it allows you to essentially write your own ticket because when you recognize like the universal principles that work in marketing and advertising and copywriting across industries, like I, I was speaking with someone who, who um, is selling like a um, eight and nine figure business service. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a gigantic service that um, it, the contracts that we're talking about are eight and nine figures. Wow. And the, the, the tactic of writing a who else wants a blah, blah, blah. Like if you, if you get some hack wannabe copywriter in who just wants to write, I, and I, I really rag on who else headlines. I really don't like them. Oh, like you and I both. <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's a shitty fucking headline. Okay, let's just go with it. You, you've got to have, I will say this much. I will defend it with one case. Only if you are an elite level copywriter who knows the principles behind how that headline works and when to use it, do you use it. But again, yes. like any real copywriter, essentially it's like being in the kitchen. It's the one spice you don't like using, but every so often it works. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> so, so, so you take that and you just like write a who else wants whatever on, on this company's website and it's, it's going to fall flat. And I'll admit when I was, when I was new, like that's the kind of stuff that I was excited about too, because I, I was like, go for the money. And these people say that if you do this, you'll get the money. Right. But when you establish master, you say, well, you know, what this business really needs is they need a system to get their ideal prospects to raise their hand and to 
um, connect with them and to say, hey, I would like to have a conversation with you regarding how this service might help my organization. And then they need to have a process in place where the, those conversations get scheduled and an offer is made or a proposal or an action plan is, um, is, is, is put forward. And then they need to have a follow-up process in place. Now that's really, that's not different from having like a squeeze page on your website where somebody raises their hand and say that they're interested and they get some information about your offer. And then um, they, if they don't respond, they, they um, you know, there's a follow-up sequence in place. Like on, you can quickly see how the tactics line up, but it's still done very differently because it's understood on the level of principles and strategy versus mm -hmm. techniques and tactics. And when that's you heavy. understand this stuff, yeah, I mean, you, you can write your own ticket. Like that's, that's the language that jumped out at me, like write your own ticket because I can go from like a, you know, direct marketing ClickBank marketer and help them, you know, rank at the top of ClickBank and then go to this other business that has eight, nine figure contracts and say, well, no, this is exactly what you need to do. And it's just a very like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty, well, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, well, it's the thing that I like to say that like a lot of people think there's only two levels. There's a uh, generalist and then there's specialist. There's a third level. I think we spoke about last time, which is like a generalized specialist, which is what like, you're like one step of like you have an understanding of the technique so deeply ingrained. And you and I both come from like a very similar background of schooling of the people we studied. And I think yeah. we, have, we hold the same belief, which is, why are you niching yourself down to one marketplace when all you're doing is really limiting your ability to grow? Because when you test the psychology and the principles of what you know, they universally work. It's the only reason I've been able to work in like over 400 markets is because it's all the same stuff mentally. It's like, what do you feel? How do you want to feel? How can I make you feel that way? And how can I do it ethically? Like, how can yes. we get this going there? And it's all the same thing with principles. Like, um, I think that the other analogy that I'll use with the pyramid as well, as you said earlier, is boxing. Boxing is one of my easiest ones, or like kickboxing rather. Yes. It's the same. Like, if all I'm doing is changing stuff at the top, that is throwing a different type of punch. It's still a punch at the end of the day, but it's a different type of punch. Where it's a jab, a hook, or an uppercut. But if I was to change my foundations and the principles, now you're throwing kicks when everyone else is throwing punches. So now I have more of an opening. You've got to change the game the way that you do it. So essentially, it's almost the same thing there, but I wanted to, because I know my audience, martial arts fans for life, so I was like, yeah, throw that in there. It should be fun. <laughs> but it, the principles fucking work. And that's that's like an incredible thing. Now, there is a lot more that I want to jump into, which again, why I'm going to publicly say this right now, Roy, could you please book on again? Can we just get you back yeah. in again? Just like, you've got a link, book in whenever the fuck you want. I love having you on my show. Like we always pick up so much. I'm probably going to go broke having him on my show, just an FYI, because every time we speak, he's going to get me something else to buy, because he always does that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the last thing you made me buy, but you made me buy something. So, God damn it. Yeah, yeah well, you're, you're a good customer. <laughs> <laughs> always fun. Always fun. But anyway, one of my favorite questions I'm going to ask, because I, I, I love asking this question, but I'm going to ask you now, because we've... Uh, We've grown up a lot more since the last time we spoke. Like, you know, life has moved on. We've done some incredible things and you've done some incredible things like in your own right, the way that you've like taken your business on. My question to you, actually, fuck it. No, screw it. I'm not going to ask that question. I have a different question. It's way better. How do you transition from being a copywriter that works with services and businesses to using those same skills and applying them to your own business? 
because let's be honest, copywriters have a hard time writing for themselves. A lot of us do. So how did you do that from that transition? How'd you make it over? Let's see. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I notice that even as I was writing copy for my own business today, uh, I will admit that it's still something that I struggle with. Um, it, I think one of the things that happens is when you do anything often enough, and actually I'll, 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 I have uh, a few reminders to myself up on the board to the left of me. And uh, one of them is Dan Sullivan's four C's process. And, uh, and this is how you develop confidence. And so here we can be talking about the confidence that we develop in ourselves to write about our own products and services. Right. And, you know, it can be, um, there, there's like this expectation that I should suddenly be able to transfer this confidence from writing about client stuff to writing about my own stuff, but I have no experience writing about my own stuff. Right. And so the, I, I have to go through this four C's process over again. It might be shortcutted a little bit because I have experience writing about stuff. Right. But um, the four C's, it starts actually, it doesn't start with confidence. It ends with confidence. It starts with commit. You have to commit to doing it. And so, for example, when I started writing daily emails in April of 2014, like I was writing about my own stuff and it by, I actually, I remember I got one person and I said, Hey, I would really like to have, I, I'm going to start doing this and I'd like to have a subscriber. Would you be willing, like this was just somebody I was having a conversation with anyway, would you be willing to be a subscriber? And she signed up and she's no longer a subscriber for whatever reason. I don't even stay in contact with her. She was just somebody I happened to have been talking to at the time, mm -hmm. but she signed up. And so I was making a commitment to write these daily emails. And so I just started writing them and um, and, and it takes courage, which is C number two. And so I, I just had to have the courage to sit down and publish every day. So I started, I, I committed, and then I had the courage to just write every day, whether I felt great about it or not. Like I, I just had the courage to do it, or like I had to act with courage. You feel the fear, but act anyway. And that's what courage is. And then through doing it a bunch of times, I developed the third C, which is competence, not confidence, competence, meaning like I have the ability to do it. And so by doing it a bunch of times, even when it felt uncomfortable, I developed the ability to do it. And the more that I did it over and over and over and over again, that's when the fourth C emerges as a result of all of this happening. And that is confidence. And then that confidence leads back into, okay, I'm willing to commit to do this more. And then I will have to act with courage. And then I will, uh, I'll, I'll develop more competence and then I'll develop more confidence. Um, and and then what happens is like, then suddenly I'm writing about something else. Like I do, I do a lot of YouTube videos. I do a lot of, of emails, but when it comes time to writing a sales letter for a new program, I still run into the same thing with that. I, that I may write, run into like the, the, the hypnotic copywriting, which the title of the program is actually sleight of pen hypnosis, persuasion, and belief change for copywriters. I slightly hate you for getting that domain and getting that name because it's an excellent name. And anyone that hasn't read Sleight of Mouth, please go read Sleight of Mouth as well. It's a great book. Yeah, it, it was it was inspired. Um, yeah. I, figured, I figured you of all people would know this book because I have a copy from like the 1980s in my house. I'm like, couldn't find a newer version. This is the one I went with. 
Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I have it on, on Kindle and actually there's, there's two, there's, um, Doug O'Brien and, um, and the Robert Diltz yeah. that both speak to the sleight of mouth model. Um, but, but yeah, so, so the, the title of the, of the program is sleight of pen and, um, and so I'm writing about it and I'm running into the same thing that I run into with client stuff. Like, Oh, I have an idea and I don't like, I don't love the idea, but I'm still trying to push through to try and write it. Um, and is it working? Is it not working? And then, you know, I had another idea. <laughs> and so I started the whole sales letter over again, instead of, you know, uh, chalk this up to cheap swiping. Uh, let me, let me, let me, I have the document open. I just need to get to it. Cause I, I have the second lead down below the first or the well, well, first lead. While you're doing that, I'm just going to say, this is kind of a thing that makes me happy to know, because like anytime I start something new, I get a new idea. I actually completely almost scrap the old idea and start on a new page. I'm like, no, I'm going to start over here and then it'll make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to do that. And, and I think I will, I think I'm going to bring this back in as a, as a subhead deep in a sales letter, but it's, yeah. it's not the lead anymore. So the original one that I went with, and this is this is the cheap swiping thing. Uh, a month or two ago, I actually did training where I broke down the classic Gary Halbert, um, wife of famous movie star swears under oath that her new perfume does not contain an illegal sexual stimulant. And the whole thing, it that's brilliant hypnotic copywriting in itself yep. that, uh, that presupposes using pr presupposition language, it presupposes that the perfume contains a sexual stimulant. The question is, all around whether it's legal or illegal, right? So you already and, the idea, and now you're just proving them. Yes. Uh, so, so, um, so my cheap swipe of that because I couldn't quite land on anything uh, for how I wanted to do the product description slash sales letter for this is you will not find a single illegal persuasion method in this training. <laughs> I like that. It's. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good start. Like it's, start. you can see why as a copywriter. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. Gonna get next? Uh, well, so, so, you know, originally, originally, like, uh, you know, I, I went down the path of like, um, of, of, uh, subliminal perception and the original experiment on subliminal perception. And then it actually turns out that that was, it was a complete fraud. Like the guy made up the data, uh, but then, the CIA was already studying it. And then the CIA started studying hypnosis and that was going to be my bridge into hypnosis as copywriting. And then I remembered some old advice that I believe in my head, I I'm hearing John Carlton tell the story of Gary Halbert telling him this story, advice. Probably. And, 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 um, and the advice that Gary Halbert had for John was just sell the damn thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think uh, um, Doberman Dan actually took that as well and wrote a book around it, but yeah, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I know Dan, so uh, uh, okay. it, yeah. Uh, so, so I might have actually, I may be misremembering. Um, oh no. Yeah, uh, no, I remember the story because how that did say that to Carlton, but he also said it to Doberman, Doberman Dan. Like, I think this yeah. is a universal thing that Carlton just like uh, how that said to everyone when they were like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> just sell the damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, um, in, instead of making this like about illegal persuasion methods and whatever, I changed it. And the, the current working headline is the secret fascination of truly great copywriters. 
Ooh, that's a um, way of that that's intriguing. <laughs> and i know what it is now but like in my head i'm like ooh, fuck I wanna yeah and and uh and i have uh you know i i i opened with that uh that david ogilvy passage out of ogilvy and advertising i opened this podcast by reading that to you and that's actually how the letter opens but then i talk about all the different copywriters who i know to have been students of hypnosis and now i have one more <laughs> It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's all the great ones. Um, and then you have folks like Tony Robbins. Um, and even like, I found an ad age article that talked about big brands using hypnosis yep. and, um, and, and, and that's a much better setup for talking about hyp hypnosis and copywriting and my own journey into it. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're asking about writing for your own stuff. I go through many of the same struggles writing my own stuff as I do with everybody else. The good and the bad about it is I'm not getting feedback. Uh, feedback tends to be where I have the most negative emotional reaction to the client. Um, you know, yeah, when, when the client wants to kill the copy. Um, well, they tell you to change you something disagree. and you're like, you're like, that's not going to work. I was like, hey, yeah. I need you to add this other section in. Why? It's like, because yeah. of this, we, yeah, but that would kill the thing and makes paragraph three not work. I don't care about paragraph three. You're like, damn it. No. Yeah. It's like, especially if they try and kill the one part that you spent the longest time writing. You're like, no idea how long it took me to write that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or uh, you don't realize that what I was doing there actually sets up this, this, and this later on. And that silly story that I have in the introduction actually price justifies at the end. And if we kill that story in the introduction, the price justification for your price tag is nowhere near like as solid. And yep. so, you know, what are we going to do about that? I had that um, very recently with a client where they asked me to fix a webinar for them. So I went and I yeah. hadn't done it. But the problem was that like, I looked through the webinar, it did not make sense. I was like, I, I literally questioned if the person who wrote the original thing spoke English because there was just so many repetitive mistakes. I was like, no one's going to buy it. Like, no wonder this thing didn't convert. <laughs> so I come in, fix the whole thing. And I realized that one of the key elements was I started telling the story of like how the three secrets had to be given code names rather than like explained how to do things. Just like give them code names. So they wrap them up in like, it gives them a little bit of mystery. And that mystery and intrigue brings you down towards the price point and why it works. Because even that yeah. price point stuff was super contradictory. So we fixed all that. In the end, the downside was I had to refund them because the client couldn't understand what I had done. I was like, I, I either want to beat you over the head with like a very sharp mallet or not talk to you ever again. So I was like, the, the peaceful option is just give that money back and move on. Thankfully, I sold that same webinar to another person that ran it and they did pretty well with it. So I'm happy with that. But at the same awesome. time, it's like, God damn it. It's written for this <laughs> other person. I wish they'd run yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, I, when it, one of the famous Halbert stories was, you know, his, his rant about the 10 reasons copywriters don't get paid. And it turns out that all 10 reasons on the list are, uh, client screws it up. And, um, I and, and hat. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I am very fortunate, uh, in that most of my client work has been with really great clients and really great marketers. And many of them I've had great relationships with such that 
we have, it's, it's been, here's why I think this should change. And if you disagree and can justify not changing it, I'm open to it because we hired you to be the copywriter mm-hmm. and you That's get to a certain ones. point. Those are the best. Yes. Um, but so, and, and, uh, and a lot of my, my clients have been, you know, fairly well-established, well-regarded businesses to the point where I'm not, I, I don't deal with the 10 reasons copywriters don't get paid uh, nearly as much as Gary seemed to with his, his uh, group of ragtag clients, <laughs> um, at least going by his stories. But yeah, I still think my favorite story of Halbert was um, that he owed money to the IRS. So he wrote a letter out to his list telling them that he owed 150 grand to the IRS and they need to buy, they, this would be a great time to hire him. And uh, I think, Bond told me he ended up getting like five or six clients right away. Like the the first day that went out, the next day he got cash, like wired to his account, like his $15,000, which is back in the eighties, which is the equivalent of like 40 something thousand dollars today. Yeah. Which is insane. If you really think about how much copywriters can get paid and how much they do get paid. So it's a weird dichotomy. But anyway, Roy, (laughs) we have reached our time. Unfortunately, it's been having you on the show. Guys, please go check out everything that is Roy Fair, including BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com. I hope I got that URL right today. Yes. yes. It's it's all one word, BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com. Yep, all one word. Also sign up if his, if his membership is alive and well by the time this uh, recording goes live, please join it. It's worth every single penny. And I can say that from someone that is rejoining that group very, very soon. Um, and shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what I, what I can say is I, I do like these courses very different than everybody else. Um, you know, my goal it, again is to help you write your own ticket. And, um, so I, you know, if you pay one monthly fee, you get access to all my training and that includes the new hypnosis, hypnotic copywriting training. It includes training on getting clients and story selling and, uh, high velocity copywriting and just too many to even remember off the top of my head here. Yeah, he's he's um, kind of been putting away and they're all timeless courses, by the way, because Roy, Roy, like me, basically teaches for longevity and principle versus, Hey, this is a little tactic you use today to make money. It's like, no, 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 here's how you can use this principle to make this money today. And yes, yes. How you want, but quick question. What's the price point that you got on it now? Like when it reopens it, well, it's, it's 97 a month and it is, uh, you're f- it's not you, but you're a fucking idiot out there. Who's not bought it. And I am definitely <laughs> one of them. Cause I didn't join up until now. So money yeah every time yeah. Well, i told you he gets money out of me he just gets money out of me every single time so so you'll 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 get a link if you sign up at breakthrough marketing secrets the thank you page where you download the free gifts actually includes a link to uh you know here's all you get with with btms insiders which is the name of the membership site yeah which is yeah. awesome but excellent roy, roy it's been fun having you on my friend i'm looking forward to having you back on for another round very very soon i hope we can do it in a couple of weeks it'll be lovely um if not sooner guys please go check out everything that roy Roy does go find out exactly what we can do why do i keep thinking of other things as beyond me but roy is a fucking legend and you guys heard just the tip of the iceberg of what this man can do and that's coming from me by the way i don't like sharing credit and i have to share (laughs) with him he's that good um but as always dude it's been a pleasure please rate review subscribe and i'll see you guys next week take care